0: Hello and welcome to the thirtieth episode of the fourth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host Rory Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham.
1: Hello, banjo. It was good to have the uh, Josh Kelly party this weekend, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So now you
0: can stop bitching about it.
1: Oh no, it was good fun. It was. It was good a lot fun, of fun. But,
0: uh, I don't really care about anything else that happened over the weekend.
1: That was clearly the most interesting thing yeah, to come out of it's this weekend. it.
0: It's a highlight. See, yeah, it was just the best. There's it was no, nothing nothing after that. negative. I don't remember anything that happened after that. Maybe my alcohol consumption was a little too high, but it could just be uh, amnesia by choice as well. So, you think we should just do
1: an in depth review of uh, the Josh Kelly party and then move on from there?
0: Um, I didn't fulfil a lot of the promises I made. I didn't go cry in the bathroom. No, no, I you actually had quite a you. good night,
1: didn't you? Sadly.
0: Yeah, I was always going to have a good as night. As did you, know? you have?
1: You made the cake. It, it looked a little bit miserable, but were your are te- you serious? You tasted great, it tasted great, Ben It tasted great. I give you that. But uh, I just want to know: were your tears one of the ingredients? Other for the than the Kelly fact cake? that
0: it looked like a twelve-year-old had done the icing, I thought it was a great success.
1: No, look, I, I was happy with it. It was definitely a pass. I got, I got the uh, the a gist pass. that it was Josh Kelly it tasted very nice, but your tears, were they in the cake? That's what I want to know. You never you did never, you cry you into the, the You never tell your top
0: secret. Like you you never give away your so secret yes. recipes. Oh, yes. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> no that, comment. It just
1: gave that extra saltiness.
0: Yeah. You, was there, there, was, there was salt in it, yes. Yeah, it actually was quite
1: good, though. It was definitely a success, the party. The people had people coming in being like, holy like, this is this is it's yeah, pretty impressive. Your, your brother arrived yeah. after
0: going to the wrong house for the first time. <laughs> but uh, when he eventually did arrive, he came up to me about 15 times going, I can't believe how much effort you put into this. Yeah, yeah. we had the
1: uh, had 22 pinatas, we had yeah. the, we had the cake, of course, a ridiculous amount of orange balloons and orange streamers and God, it was a
0: nightmare to clean up the next morning.
1: Yeah, a lot of balloon popping when you're hung over isn't, isn't a lot of fun. Yeah, though. those
0: loud noises, just not exactly what you want.
1: It was all worth it to be able to hear the GWS theme. So how many times do you reckon we played it?
0: 10? No oh, more. 15. Yeah, yeah probably least. about 15.
1: Yeah, no, everyone was enjoying it. There was no one complaining at all about hearing the song too many times, was there? Just
0: everyone got around it. And, no, uh, why would you?
1: Good night. Too bad we got let down by the... Yeah. ...the Giants uh, a couple of days later.
0: <sighs> yeah, they... That... The big, big sound memes were too good to be true, weren't they? <laughs> they, gave like, a, they gave a little bit of momentum to GWS. Yeah.
1: Like, in a situation where you think they're going to have no momentum hitting uh, the grand final it, with Richmond, with all their fans and everything, that's what gave them a bit of spark. And everyone started thinking, oh, GWS, get on the bandwagon. But uh, no.
0: Yeah. Not it, they did have the bigger <laughs> sort of fan presence in a lot of ways, on social media anyway, because yeah. of those memes. And they were great. Well, they, they, and let's be honest. That, those memes alone are a significantly bigger contribution than anything the Gold Coast Suns have ever done in the <laughs> AFL. So. Well, the song is well, clearly, the song I, is beautiful. Actually, I take it back. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns contributed heavily to Richmond's premiership.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the, the song is the, the greatest gift that any club can give the AFL. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Very yeah, agreed. Agreed. But we're gonna get to our gold jacket, green jacket Banjo?
0: Yeah, uh, the easiest gold jacket, green jacket we've ever had. <laughs> I think
1: we crack a joke every year about <laughs> on the grand final, mm. being like, "Oh, what's gold jacket, green jacket gonna be?" Maybe I should just give it to like the performance by uh, same T- Tones and I. Was that T- Tones and I? Is that I the, don't know. Is that a name? And then Dean Lewis or Mark? Did Lewis you watch or- it? Dean Martin I swear we're
0: all sitting around a table eating No we didn't watch it. it That's
1: how gold jacket, green jacket it was Yeah, oh, we, okay. we saw like the last song from uh, Paul Kelly But no, it, that gee was a disappointment The entertainment this year wasn't it? I don't
0: know I didn't watch it
1: No but it was a disappointment Like every year there's kind of something you look forward to I mean even the Black Eyed Peas last year We knew it would be shit It was <laughs> still was kind hilarious. of a laugh to
0: watch it Because you know it is the Black Eyed Peas it would be, I don't know it? Paul Kelly's an Australian icon Leave him Paul alone I love Paul Kelly
1: but mate a couple of years ago He was a support act now so, he's the central
0: figure. Like, Yeah, he grows in everyone's estimation. You, you want, you he's have, become a bit of a meme himself, actually. Has Paul he? Paul Kelly, yeah. yeah.
1: Now you want to have one Aussie icon, so like Paul Kelly or Jimmy Barnes or whatever, and then one actually big actor get excited problem about. problem is,
0: that spot is taken every year and should be left alone to Mike Brady. That's the Australian icon we should have. <laughs> no, he's, he's
1: <laughs> an addition. He's always an addition. I'm always happy to have him there. But,
0: uh, happy, is that how you'd go with it? Yeah, yeah, I love my no, Brady? Okay. Brady.
1: I really enjoyed. it. I want him playing every year until he carks it. But yeah, that's going to be a sad day. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll probably get his... Does he have a son? I don't know. I don't know. know. Why would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> they'll get someone to perform it, surely. But I suppose gold jacket, green jacket for this round, Banjo, is Richmond defeated GWS by 89 points. So to those teams, we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit?
0: We should be honest, though. This was the most gold jacket, green yeah. jacket grand final in quite a while.
1: For a grand final, it couldn't be much more gold jacket, green jacket. So
0: it? we were debating whether the Hawthorne West Coast grand final was worse. I think we came out saying this was worse.
1: Yeah, this was worse. Well, my argument for the uh, West Coast Hawthorne grand final mm. was, remember there was, that, there was about that five-minute patch in the third quarter where it looked like maybe West Coast were getting a bit of momentum and could build into it. And then it was uh, Jack Darling yeah. dropped a mark and then... Hawthorne just kicked a couple of quick ones and it was dead there. But at least we had hope for a little period of time. This was after quarter time. It was just an, an absolute destruction. And, like, it wasn't even an interesting destruction, really. Like, there wasn't, no. there wasn't too much to be in awe about. Like, yes, Dusty two-time Norm Smith winner, like, Yeah, deserved. we'll talk about him hey, in a
0: bit, I hey, think.
1: That, that's awesome, and that's that's something you can get excited about. There was Pickett as well, I suppose, but on top of that, it was just, just an even performance by a very, very
0: good team. Yeah, well, there weren't any dominant performances, and Dusty looks great on the stat sheet, but he didn't really feel as dominant as he kind of looked. Like Four goals and 22 disposals isn't a massive game by his own standards. No. It's just, it was such an even performance. Nobody had to do more than lift – yeah, more than their role. It just everyone did it so well and the Giants fell away.
1: Yeah, because it, it wasn't a four-goal game that just like ripped the game apart yeah. and won them the game. It was like he just sort of bobbed up occasionally as it went on and they were all good goals. And he, look, he was the deserved best on ground. But like that's – that's how impressive Richmond are, that you can have a yeah. grand final where the leading possession getter was Hooley with 26, that's fine. Then under that, the next best is 22. Mm. And yeah, Dusty was their best player, but apart from that, Rebolt was good. Hooley
0: but was everyone good, just, but you wouldn't really notice anybody else.
1: Everyone just contributed and played their role, and that's that's what they were able to do throughout the year, that they had so many players out injured yeah. at various points, they managed to hold in there, and they're just they're just a good team. I it sucks. I, th- I think looking back at this Richmond team, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is sort of Dusty Rebolt, all of that. But realistically, the way we should look back on it is Hardwick. Like he's just, he is just a brilliant coach. Oh, I,
0: d- I think that's taken a little bit too much credit away from Dusty. But
1: I don't know. But we've said before, talent wise. If you compare Richmond to some of the other great teams we've seen recently, they are a fair, fair rung below that. That's true. That's true. Thorns, but they don't really it?
0: have a Shannon Burns or anything. Like It's not like... I think their bottom six is... I think we're underrating how good their bottom six is compared to... Those great teams. Yeah, and
1: it's always difficult to quantify sort of talent versus coaching, I guess. But I, I feel like a strong argument could be made that their bottom players are made good by the fact that they have such a good structure to come into. Yeah. They always know exactly what their role is, exactly what they need to do. Like, uh, Liam Baker, I feel like if he was playing in another team, we'd be like... I'm actually an... pretty
0: high on Baker, to be really? honest. I like his skills. I think he'd make a good small forward and he's only playing defender because it's the only way they can fit him in the team. I actually like that. You, you,
1: okay, you might disagree with that example, but <laughs> there, there were so many players who came in throughout the course of the year, just stepped in, played a role, looked good straight away, like Ross and Camden was in there for a period, all of that, like just players, they're not superstars, but they just step in and they play their role because they, they know what their role is because they're so well coached.
0: Yeah, well, there's, there's an absolute heap of them. You could have picked out any number of them and made your point fairly well, like, Dan Butler was pretty important in their first premiership, and he's just completely faded away and been replaced. Yeah. And no one knows. Jason's Castagna. Imagine how infuriating his misses would be if they weren't so dominant. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I
0: think you still have to say you'd be somewhat pleased with Castagna's James. Oh, no, he was awesome. He, had the, he was one of the few players who I thought could have won the Norm Smith, like... Like, if he'd kicked accurately, (laughs) I think he would have won the non-speed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Overall, you'd have to say he played well, but he he didn't do enough to play very well. But imagine if that was a close game and he kicked zero goals five. Oh, yeah. Richmond supporters hate him enough as it is. (laughs) Imagine the level that would have got to. Uh, but they're, look they' just they're just such a good momentum team Richmond like that they, yeah. they were just stronger around the ball worked harder on the spread all day long but you know GWS they, they wanted it to be a slog they wanted it to be similar to what yeah. it was against Carl and just keep it low scoring and close for as long as possible and then hope to sort of get over the line in a battle of wills and well, they managed it for a quarter after that Richmond just went bang bang yeah. bang and and I think they, they gave up after that
0: yeah and g w s had to win them stoppage battle and because Richmond don't lose if they win the clearances yeah because they're, they're not a great stoppage no. team well they're no. yeah middling it might be even be below that yeah, really yeah and g w s that was their strength, and they got beaten in that, and that just exemplified how bad the day went they had to win that battle and just couldn't yeah. I think from from
1: from GWS's perspective, the, the most disappointing thing for them was their response after halftime. I think, like yeah. the first half, they started okay, and then I can I can understand when you play a Richmond, something like the second quarter can happen that they yeah. just get on a roll. They're just such a good momentum team. They're so clinical. They finish all of a sudden the game sort of slipped away from you, and you're you're five or six goals down at halftime. But then. Within thirty seconds of the third quarter starting, you're like, they're not going to give. Yeah, a Richmond
0: part. kicked twelve goals in a row. Yeah, or eleven goals in a row, something like that. Like, yeah, you can't let that happen in grand final. The fact they didn't really fire a shot in the second half is that's well, what's disappointing. It was a great season for them. Like, you
1: yes, don't, yes.
0: Not mince words about that.
1: They've gone through a lot of adversity to get where they got, but uh, it does feel like the sort of thing they fell into the grand final and. Oh,
0: they absolutely did. Yeah. The, uh, in all honesty, the grand finals played preliminary final weekend yes. on the Friday. Like that, yeah, that was yeah. the grand final.
1: We, we we had a great prelim weekend, and then the yeah the grand final so itself was a bit of a fizzle. Yeah,
0: very rarely get a great prelim weekend and a great grand. Yeah, final there's, there's always one, one high, of them's disappointed. There's always <laughs> one
1: high point to the uh, yeah. the final <laughs> series, isn't there?
0: But yeah. Oh well, I, I think JWS will be back. I don't think they're as likely to fall away as a lot of teams that have been smashed in a grand final are. They've well,
1: you might have to wait for my uh, Cane corns before know, the I week know. banjo. About, I'll, I'll wait for that. We'll, I'll, for my response I'll put this to that.
0: argument away. And then we'll, we'll, do you have anything else to say on the grand final or do you want to move on?
1: Sadly, not really. I mean, we probably should wax lyrical about uh, Marley and Pickett for a little while. My, my brother was... Absolutely. I've never seen him so angry about anything in football mm. ever as when he got selected. He thought it was the most arrogant, pathetic move ever. Ever they were going to have an egg on their face by the end of a, <laughs> the end of Saturday, uh, but he played very, very, very well. Um, yeah. he was. He'd be the only player I would say was. Yeah, Hooley was good, but I, I would say Pickett was in the equation for being Norm Smith for the reason that he could just be given votes for the story as much yeah, as anything yeah, yeah. but he was properly good he was consistent across the afternoon had yeah he managed to prop up and kick his goal which was a really good moment for Richmond fans and uh looks like a, a very talented footballer o'malleyan
0: it'd be so funny if he doesn't play round one like, well imagine I, I'd if this I find it hilarious imagine if this is the story like
1: he he plays his game and then he sort it of goes it'd get into the wilderness
0: in wouldn't it yeah. Like if yeah. He rides off into the sunset. Yeah,
1: life is already a success. Well, what's the point in doing any, anything else? I yeah, yeah,
0: being able to get well paid for doing something you enjoy doing. But other than that, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, th- that was probably the the nicest thing to come out of the grand final, I suppose. But
0: Yeah, it was it was a nice story. I don't think it was quite the best sports story of all time, as Waleed Ali said. But um, it was yeah, a well, very I mean, good yeah. story. Yeah, Jimmy
1: Steins exists. Or,
0: yeah, yeah I'm, so, still, I'm still partial to like... Leicester winning from 5,000 to 1 odds Yeah, like that. that's a fair
1: argument as well <laughs> That wasn't
0: too bad yeah, theres is quite a few Even the ceasefire soccer game in World War I I'd almost <laughs> take <laughs> Nah, nah, mate <laughs> Clearly Marley Owen, mate He's clearly the best thing to have ever happened in sport I did really enjoy <laughs> the, the commentators Just ignored the I on his na- in his name
1: Well, yeah, I don't know I, At first I heard that it is pronounced Marlin, But then I heard a lot of it's Marlian. I... Oh. I don't know, it looks like it's Marlion. Yeah. It's Marley if you if you ask me. Patrick. Yeah, if you're a prick. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Let's get to Corn's call of the week, where we make a big call in the media. Look at a big call in the media and then make one ourselves to keep ourselves humble. So you've gone very hard at what the cane corn should be this week.
1: Yeah, so something which has been sort of shitting me up the wall a little bit the last few days. It's been all over social media. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it started with Terry Wallace said this before the grand final was played. But then following the grand final, there's been so many articles about the fact that Richmond have, like using quotes, cemented themselves as one of the greatest AFL dynasties by winning a second premiership. The thing which drove me nuts about it the most was there was this article, I think it was on the AFL website, I think, but it had that thing of like, Hawthorne four flags, Richmond three flags, Brisbane three flags, Richmond two. Therefore, they have cemented themselves as one of the great dynasties of the modern era. No, they are a flag below, as you just said. Two flags is very different to three, which is very, very different from four. Yeah, I do believe that it is quite possible that they will become one of the great dynasties. I can't see any reason they're going to drop off. Yeah,
0: they could win a flag in the next year or two so easily. Like, you'd almost back it in to happen at this point. Yeah. yeah. But well, to say they're there already is yeah, ridiculous. The way it
1: has been kind of stated is that this was kind of their crowning achievement yeah. that absolutely cemented them in that ash- echelon, which is just... Like, yeah, was, they had two flags in three years. Great achievement. But that's, like, that's a very good team. That's do not we quite think dynasty. about
0: the West Coast 92-94 Premiership sides as a dynasty? No. No, we think about them as a side that won two flags yes, and did exactly. very well. exactly. <laughs> and they were a very,
1: very good team who won two flags. That's a, yeah, a very good example. They win another one in the next sort of handful of years, and yes. But this is not the thing that cemented them as one no, of the No, they are one dynasties. away.
0: And this will be the forgotten flag. If, if they're a real dynasty, this will be the flag that everyone forgets and no one cares about. Yeah, true. As it should be, because that grand final was shit.
1: Yes, it's been annoying me a lot, Banjo, so I I had to put it out there as being the Cane Corns of the week. Uh, My one, Banjo... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, my one, as I uh, sort of flagged earlier, Banjo, I don't think GWS are going to make the eight next year. Ooh. <laughs> Couple of reasons behind it, Banjo First one being We've seen all the stats That are going around at the moment About the teams who get flogged In a grand final And how they go the next year Yeah, it's not good Yeah it, 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 For some reason We seem to fall into this trap Of always thinking That the team that loses The grand final They're are gonna, always
0: premiership favourites <laughs> Yeah, they're going to
1: get a spark And the pain is going to drive them It doesn't work like that Generally no. they get faced with the pain Combined with a bit of confusion About what went wrong And mm. then they have The shorter uh, off Season without having the kind of the spark and yeah, the of excitement a flag, of having yeah. won it and that, that hunger, and they often come out a little bit
0: flat. Uh, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of players. I don't think it'll of. be quite as bad as Adelaide, though. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to torture their own players. Uh, I don't
1: know, but I, I could see you know, thing of a lot of players going in for off-season surgery, have a bit of a slow start to the year. And um, as I have said to you before, Banjo, I am worried about the future of GWS, regardless of how good a year they've had. In that, mm. I don't think they have a stable club there. And I think once they drop off, I think it could drop off quite in dramatically. In saying so though,
0: though, this is the first year they're not going to have major turmoil in the offseason. They're not going to be losing any of their key players. Tomlinson's the best player they're going to lose, probably.
1: Our uh, well, Patton, but
0: but he hasn't played yes, in how long. Yes. Like, He's they're not, they're not to losing them anymore. any key parts of their side. Last year it was Shield and Scully. Like it seems every single year Adams they lost, Trelaw they lost, Devin Smith they lost. They always seem to be losing a like a gun player. This is the first year that's not gonna happen. And I think there's something there's something to having continuity and having defined roles and being able to build upon this year, which I don't think they've ever had the opportunity to have. Plus just one healthy year from them yeah. would be nice. <laughs> but I'd be I'll be very interested to see the amount of
1: players they book in for their off season surgery because they they've they've really been battered and bruised throughout the year and they played yeah. a really tough final series where it felt like they were just sort of banging themselves against a wall as much as they could. I wouldn't be surprised. If there's a lot of players who are seriously banged up, need to go in to get cleaned out, have a short off season with the start of the year. A lot of players not 100 percent fit with a what's a. A bad medical staff, yeah. we have to say, based
0: on what's happened It's happened recently. too many times for it not to exactly. be so, a factor.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if the wheels sort of fall off a yeah, little bit, Yeah, but then again, be the- is
0: going to be back 100%. Ward should be back a hundred percent. Phil Davis doesn't have any long term issues. Yeah, but I, don't I mean, think. Ward's
1: like, had a lot of injuries now That's recently. True. You don't know whether he'll quite get back to his best. Kelly's sort of perpetually injured. Cornelio, again has had a lot of injuries over the last few years. Toby Green's always injured. There's...
0: Yeah, although he he's had a consistent back half of the year that you'd hope leads him into. Better health you, you,
1: you would hope so Yeah but Phil Davis is just Sort of banged up Like hell at the moment I don't know Andrew, I don't know There's a little bit Of concern Out of GWS I reckon
0: Okay well, I'll move. Getting on it early Again Because I did
1: <laughs> say They wouldn't make The eight this year as well
0: Yeah That, uh, that turned out real well <laughs> I'm uh, going to keep
1: Backing it up Until I'm right Ben <laughs> Well
0: eventually One of these days It will be It's only exactly. been Five years in a row Of finals at some or something like that Four years in a row finals, yep. uh, So mine I don't think Richmond's defence Will get any better With Alex Rance back.
1: Okay, all right, explain. Is this just from a thing of their defense is so good it couldn't get any better? Exactly. Okay.
0: There's no. They conceded an average of eight and a half goals a game over the last 12 weeks of the season for them. There is no way they can do better than <laughs> that That is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that is conceding like 50 points a game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you define defense, though? Like, the, the thing which makes Richmond so good is they are so well-structured and so well drilled. Like, they are a 22-man defense. Apart from Dusty, I don't think they have any players who don't sort of fit in with their defensive systems. And yeah. that's what makes them so good that they're, they're a team. But, like, the talent which Rance has... So, so it's a 21-man defensive system. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But the talent Rance has is that he can get that intercept and then he he's such a offensive defender that he sort of drives them forward. So in terms of actually... Conceding goals, I think you could argue that there's mm. not much they could do better. Yeah. But he also gives them that drive as well, and that's what adds another layer to their defense next year if Rance is back fully fit, which I suspect he will be.
0: Yeah, well, he will definitely be back fully fit. It'll be yes, about a fifteen, sixteen months to yes. did his ACL. Yes. No, it'll be twelve. But do you disagree
1: with that. me on that, Banjo? Like, he gives them drive as well as much as he gives them defense. <sighs>
0: I don't think. No, nah, to be honest, because when they rely on him for drive, is the weakest part of his game. I don't particularly subscribe to that. Oh, it's not, They, though,
1: It is absolutely... It's every... not, when he takes intercept Mark, he plays on straight away, and he gets him that long sort
0: of kick out of defence. That's yeah, one of the things, things which really allows him to drive forward. Any, it, like, compared to the rest of his game, which is, like, A+, plus. it's... In my mind, definitely the worst part of his game. But that's because he
1: takes such bold options. That doesn't
0: make it not the worst part of his game. Name a worst part of his game as a key defender. Okay,
1: fair it. It probably is the worst part of his game, but (laughs) the rest of his game is so high. It's still very, very good, and it's still a lot better than Dylan Grimes' offense. And it's still better than Asprey's offense.
0: And the positive for me, for Richmond, it allows Dylan Grimes to be more flexible. You can play Dylan Grimes on a small or a tall, depending on what you want. Whereas last year he's had to play on a tall and he's been great at it let's not take any it's like he's clearly been well he was an all australia key defender but he's been able to be the third tall and just shut down the most dangerous man when just to be a mr fix it across there for richmond in the past and that's what i think it helps and it means that they're not as vulnerable because when asprey went out as well they really struggled defensively and so if they need one of those two healthy And it just raises their floor I don't think it raises their ceiling a whole lot Is my argument Yeah,
1: I suppose uh, With what I was saying before I suppose Floston and Hawley are very good with drive as well. But yeah. they'll still be there and then you add rant. Oh, What it comes Shaw down to well.
0: what it comes down to is Richmond are very, very good and it's quite upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, broad's gonna get dropped and that's all that really matters. But anyway Yeah, I, I hope so. Hope so, yeah. Let's get rid of the sex pest. Anyway, <laughs> top five. Uh, we're doing our top five favourite moments of the year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, do you wanna take us away with po-
1: podcast moments of the year, Banjo? Talking about the good um, things that happen on I the world. I actually pod?
0: enjoyed parts of the actual football as well this year, so I took it a bit more broadly than you did. I know you had so little to be happy about, because literally, your top five of the year, if it was a football thing, would just be... Melbourne's five wins, right? Well, I think you only won five. No, games. I think there
1: was uh, probably only one moment of actual happiness throughout the course of the season, and that's actually my number one in my top five, regardless. <laughs> so we'll wait. We'll wait till we get to that. But I couldn't think of enough good things to fill out five out of this season. So I'm doing the my favourite moments on the pod, uh, favourite moments or favourite segments throughout the pod throughout the course of the year, Banjo. So my number five was. Remember when Aaron Norton absolutely took the piss against Richmond and mm. the dogs destroyed them and I was able to come onto the pod?
0: When they didn't have Asprey or Rance. Whatever, Banjo. Point. I was
1: able to come onto the pod the next week and I gave out my favourite top five. It was my top five... Things that Banjo got wrong about the Western Bulldogs, and that, that was a lot of fun. Banjo, what was so it? There was, top
0: five within a top five is what you're about to do.
1: <laughs> there was beverage uh, was uh, beverage. Uh, she said beverage was going to be sacked. She Should said they be. would get the spoon. You said Aaron Could. Norton can't play forward. Shouldn't. You said that Caleb Daniel is a liability in the back backline, and that he one. absolutely dominated that game. What was the other one? There was a fifth one in there. She said about the doggies.
0: I do think you had to stretch and make this one up.
1: I'm not sure, Banjo, but you have been so wrong about the Dogs throughout the course of the year. And I, I very much enjoyed so, Aaron Norton proving I'll, that he's a superstar. to reflect forward. on the
0: fact that the best football the Dogs played all year was without Caleb Dan- Daniel? Or was that just not connected at all? Was that just somehow irrelevant? Uh, of
1: course that was coincidence. Do you really think that Caleb Daniel came out and they came good for that reason? Uh,
0: I think it had something to do with the
1: years. I, I very much disagree. That was clearly coincidence. Caleb Daniel was an extremely important player for them this year. Aaron Norton is a superstar key forward Which you have to uh, accept now, Banjo Or at least he's a future superstar key forward I, I was able to categorically he had, he prove he you wrong He played
0: one good game against a bunch of five-year-olds uh, You
1: said they would get the spoon
0: I said they could get you, the spoon you, But your Your tone, ability Your
1: tone yeah. implied that you thought that they
0: would I'm not having this argument with you again My number five <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this argument with you again My number five was that period after the buy where every week Noah Answorth didn't get a Rising Star nomination, <laughs> and we got a complaint in from Dan Crowley? Why are you
1: talking about this? Dan Crowley hates me, not you. No, He's not your enemy. So
0: yeah, and it was it was it was beautiful to watch his angst. He Especially, did get one. Yeah, he did he, get Answorth? one, and yeah. that ruined it. That was one of my downsides. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the week he sent in a question preempting the lack of a nomination was just so good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much it's a lot of fun bagging people about their teams, isn't it? It is What's your four? Number four, Banjo, is when we did that uh, very innovative thing on the podcast When we uh, combined our segments together When we oh, did our that top was five good. Cane Corns big calls of the week That was the best week of the year That, that was amazing the, the, the fun we had putting that together in the build-up Where we just we were just sending stuff to each other back and forth they, they just went to town, the media, that week There
0: was just... Did they, did like... Someone spiked their drinks. What what prompted that level of absolute ridiculous commentary?
1: <laughs> and like every single what we had, I think overall there was a couple of overlap. But I think overall we had eight cane corns big calls, mm. and like all of them would have been an absolute rightful
0: deserved cane corns big call of the week on any normal week. I remember mean, my they five... might have nearly been the top eight cane corns calls of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, but my five was Brad Hill. Uh, to Melbourne equals flag for Melbourne. Oh, that was, that was so my good. number five. That's how good of stuff we had for that. I, think my, I remember my number one was
0: uh, Sam Frost is Melbourne's best defender coming from uh, Revolt. I want, I'm going to go look at the doc for that. I want to go revisit what the five were I had. <laughs> I've forgotten. I think, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, so your, your
1: number one was uh, uh, Wispy Watson saying that... Um, what was it, Essendon would have lost to any under seven, under eighteen side, or oh, yeah. something <laughs> like that on the
0: weekend. Yeah, that was your number
1: one, which was a good one as well. That, that was that a lot That was of fun.
0: cool. Uh, my number four was uh, round 22. Uh, we were sitting at a pub for a mate's birthday and uh, Lincoln McCarthy takes a hangout uh, yeah. over, I forget who, some Geelong defender, to seal the game for the second time that year and just watching... Our mate Charlie Hayes heartbreak as it <laughs> happened. Oh, it was so good. Continuing just the entire uh, pub went nuts.
1: Continuing the ripping into people uh, makes it makes it good. That that game was actually quite boring for the most part, but that was a great moment yeah. and one of the better moments of the season. And then, then later that say. night,
0: North Melbourne won by eighty six points. So it was just a great day.
1: Okay. Well, is that is that later in your top five, or did you prefer McCarthy's mark?
0: I decided to only put. <laughs> One North Melbourne moment In <laughs> Otherwise I was not going to Talk about anything Yes else. okay No
1: I, I do support that Number three Banjo Another top five We've been talking about Ditching the top five Looking at this This has been Some of the yeah, highlights so Of the year Yeah so there's been
0: Three good ones Is what you're saying Pretty <laughs> yeah. much But
1: this was great Remember top five Dumbest names Banjo That was oh, easily that was so much
0: fun And then when Dalton Langlands got picked that <laughs> <laughs> was so good
1: That was easily The funnest moment Of the pod for me We, we were absolutely Pissing ourselves Laughing for about 15 minutes I just Remember the absolute pride you had in your voice <laughs> when you announced that your number one was Dalton Langlands. <laughs> that, that was uh, something to behold. And then, it's yeah. the
0: most we've ever researched a segment. Totally. Yeah, we, we spent, spent a, lot a of time, good I hour know. flicking through names. And
1: then, so yeah, the things came out of it. Dalton Langlands eventually did a play. There was mm-hmm. also we had all our theories about where Grine came from, which a, were Grine true. Myers. And then we did find out that his parents were
0: Scrabble, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, Scrabble game where they thought Ryan looked good and they decided to just whack a G on the front, which meant. That was that was my prediction, not the Scrabble part.
0: Oh, no, so th- I'll, be, I'll give you credit. Most uh, yeah. of the theories were yours. <laughs> I thought it was Ryan with an added G on the front.
1: That was the theory I went with, and, that, and that's apparently it was what it was. Brian
0: with a change in first letter. Yeah,
1: yeah. We, we had some passionate arguments about it. that's another way in which I I won banjo, but. uh I want to go back and listen to that. That was a lot of fun. your own
0: season wasn't so miserable.
1: Yeah, but there were still good moments. There were still good moments, Banjo. What's your number? Was it three?
0: Yeah, my number three was last week, last Saturday afternoon, watching (laughs) GW West beat Gollywood. That was just a beautiful football moment. A young, up-and-coming club with absolutely no favoritism from the AFL at all making Eddie Maguire cry just beautiful yeah, from
1: a footballing perspective that was the highlight of my season as well that was a great game of footy One...
0: sitting in the crowd yeah. just l- watching Collingwood supporters lose their mind yeah, well, I, say, I
1: think it's the best win I've ever seen and I came away from that game absolutely buzzing yep, able to laugh at Daniel Andrews in front of us cracking the shits
0: we went drinking for another six hours afterwards it was beautiful yep, <laughs>
1: able to laugh at Eddie Maguire with his bright red face that was great oh. to see, seeing them implode it was, it was a very fun day at the that one Number two Banjo And it's only number two for me The Josh Kelly party Is number two In my podcast After
0: all the bitching And moaning you did To make me do it It's only number two
1: Yep, it's only number is two. The cake number one. No, number one. You will get to number one, but number one was very, very good moment for me as well. But look, I have to be honest. The Josh Kelly party, it lived up to all of the expectations I have. I've, you actually it surpassed
0: expectations. You, I would probably
1: said yeah. You lived up to everything you said, and it, look, it took a while, but you did it, Banjo, <laughs> and I thank you for that. And it was a it was a great night. I had a really good time. The and
0: best part about it for me is I'm not gonna have to buy beer for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got
1: Yeah, because no one drank your uh, supplied, no. supply yeah, me. It was, yeah. it was I just switched between drinking uh, some orange uh, what mountain goat summer ale it is, yeah. isn't it? And uh having some orange punch. I was oh, just sort of going that back was gonna be yeah, well. a little bit the a little bit of a little bit of a lot bit of a little bit of a
0: loss To Collingwood it wouldn't have been anywhere near yeah. as fun. Gave some
1: added excitement to it, and it was it was a great night, Banjos. So that was this, my second favourite moment of the season.
0: My second favourite moment um, is a reasonably serious one. Uh, it was when Magic made his VFL comeback. Only I, number two. Yeah, well, misery's number one. Um, I came back from uh, the US, got off the plane at nine a.m. and went to Arden Street at eleven a.m. to go watch him come back, and it was just it was fantastic. It was beautiful. And then we go. Saw uh, North beat St Kilda straight afterwards. It was yeah, just a great look, day.
1: That one's fair enough, Banjo. I don't like it when you try to bring in our uh, North Melbourne staff, but that actually was a genuinely very good moment the yeah. of the season. I know you love Majak. Brought I love him as tomorrow. well. Um, and Leah, let's let's look forward to his AFL return, I suppose, next year. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully round like, one. Can't I like.
0: He he should be in the team round one. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll see how his off season goes. I guess. Well, well,
0: like no. without Scott Thompson, he's clearly our second best. keeper. Yeah, how player. well did he play in the VFL when he was? Oh, he was cooked. He didn't have his mobility back yet. Yeah. He needs an off-season.
1: Yeah, so yeah, he needs an off-season. So it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. But Banjo, my favourite moment of the podcasting season Mm -hmm. for me is this moment right now banjo because it's over <laughs> season 2019 is done it has been the biggest hell the biggest misery there has been so little i've enjoyed about this year and i'm so happy to put it behind me to be able to look to trade period to get excited about my team again and to try to build a bit of a I'm, joy in my life i legitimately staggered
0: year. you made it through the year yeah, like in the same way you looked at me during 2016 when Northman on that massive <laughs> yeah. losing streak after starting the season ten and oh or whatever, I've looked at you just, all year I, being like, "I'm proud of you for showing up." I don't. It
1: doesn't get worse than this. This is as bad as it can be. We I genuinely, genuinely think
0: thought- this is the most. Heartbreaking yeah. possible season.
1: I, I think so as well. To think that your team is a chance to win the Premiership and to finish second last. And the only team below and you is Goldberg. then Gold Coast.
0: to have your second All pick right. in a two-player right. draft taken away from you.
1: two-player draft. No, there's no such thing as a two-player
0: draft. I'm sure Pick Three will still be a good player.
1: But that certainly didn't help. Just, it, God, it's been a bit. And now, and now the snowman's apparently going to leave. It's just.
0: It's been horrendous, but I'm
1: so pleased it's over, Banjo. What's what's your number one favorite moment of the season? My number
0: one was that small point in time where we thought Richmond weren't going to win the flag. It happened about there was like four or five iterations of it. There was when Rance went down, (laughs) Damien Barrett famously wrote them off, when they got flogged by the Bulldogs. As much as you ripped into me about that, it was a great day still for me because Richmond weren't going to win the flag. Uh, I had a long running thought in my head that any team that loses to North can't win the flag because we were so bad for so long and then Richmond lost to us. So I thought that's a sign they can't win the flag and then they won the flag. So that optimistic moment in my life where I thought they're not going to win the flag. That was the highlight. Can
1: you say that that's a positive moment of the season now? Because I look back on those moments and it just makes me. But I don't so remember what happened on the hindsight. weekend. So
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I
1: just like yeah, looking back it was like yes, I did have joy for a few but moments, yet. but it just reminds me of misery now. So I, I don't even see that as positive. But do you, do you look at? It was like do you look at hope. Melbourne's
0: last season like that? Because it's the same logical uh, framework. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. But for some reason, this one just... It depresses me thinking that we had hope for a little while and it became just just so miserable once again.
0: Okay. We're not going to do Billy Gower's watch because we can't be fucked, so let's move on <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Pooch's mailbag. Uh, this one's from Pooch. They're all uh, I forgot to put out. A... <laughs> They're all from the yeah. Pooch, man. Just sending in questions. questions about Richmond. Yeah, so he starts with, how worried are the plebs that this is the start of a Tigers dynasty? I want to give him props yeah. to framing the question appropriately. <laughs>
1: Mind you, it's not the start of a Tigers dynasty. It's I, the midpoint. Uh, yeah, a yeah, dynasty gets created with like a crowning moment. They're probably a flag off being a dynasty.
0: Yeah, well, they absolutely. if they so, win another flag, it's as good a run as Hawthorne's three-peat. Yes. Geelong's three and five. It's probably better run technically than Geelong's three and five.
1: Yeah, the, the answer is, is I'm, I'm properly worried. I, I can't see any real reason why they're going to drop off. They're, they're not old. None of their players I can see sort of dropping off a perch. And then... From a team perspective, as we said, they're so good at covering injury and covering mm. for problems that they're gonna. I, I fear they are going to be a consistently very, very good team for a long period of time. In the same way that the Hawthorns and Geelongs and Sydney's have been, they're they're a very, very strong club, um, and they're not old at all. Yeah,
0: as until Dusty falls off. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be anywhere but contending because they've proven they can play without and they've proven they can play without Rands, they've proven they can play without Rewalt. Yeah, it's unlikely they're going to play without Rewalt and Lynch. It's just it's a nightmare. Yeah,
1: let's just hope we can have a few more Mason Cox performances in the next few years, which uh, sort of knocks them out, and they they don't quite get that third Ugh. flag. That that's the dream, but yeah, I am worried. i
0: I'm, I'm not. Confident in relying on Mason Cox Performances <laughs> That doesn't fill me with optimism
1: uh, Question 2 from Poochie Banjo Will the plebs do Marley Owen Picket Watch Next
0: year? No we're doing Cam Zerha Watch No, am very we're not. strong on
1: this We're not doing Cam Zerha Watch It
0: works so well with the song though You can sing it perfectly Banjo, Cam, Cam 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 Zerha I've,
1: se- I've said to Cam, you before Cam, Cam
0: Cam Cam Zerha I would
1: never force you to do a watch about a Melbourne player Even if it was like Sam Frost I would never force it upon you We have to pick someone we love to together and the obvious one at the moment has to be Grind.
0: no you... I'm, I'm not a, I want to find someone more niche and we
1: need a new song Brian's we can get to my brother popular. who's a great songwriter if we got
0: at the start of this year he would have been a good candidate but we need a we need an under-the-radar candidate. Yeah,
1: well, it's not going to be Marley Owen. He plays for Richmond. We don't want him. Yeah, fuck Richmond. Well, we'll find, we'll find some sort of a watch
0: season. Great story. He plays for a rubbish club.
1: Yeah, we don't, we don't like him
0: very much. Okay, next one. Where does Dusty rank in the best players of the 2000s mm. onwards? Does he need another Brownlow and Norm Smith to be second <laughs> behind Ablett? He wins another Brownlow and another Norm Smith. He almost goes above Ablett. Like,
1: God, I hate Poochie, though. I hate yeah. this question <laughs> so much. Third... <sighs> I
0: suppose he's right up there. We, I mean, so Ablett was the best player in the competition for like seven years. Dusty has not been that. Uh,
1: we, we've said before, Ablett is the best, quite clearly. Then there's yeah. probably daylight to Dusty, and that's uh, the daylight buddy. to Buddy. Yeah. And then we're trying to figure out who falls under that. We've done our top five best players we've seen before. I think I had like Sam Mitchell up and around there. Adam Goods, I remember, was in there. Goods, we're definitely has so as
0: claim. <laughs> no. Oh fuck, Judd. Yes. Uh, he. Honestly, he's almost at three already. Yeah. Another brown load just about seal it.
1: Yeah, I, it looks like the chances are when we look back on his career. But and when he's you're looking ref- like when he'll When you reflect
0: on the four years before, like the four years where they were making finals and not winning them and the year they imploded, he was still a very good footballer in that period. Like yeah. He wasn't the best in the comp like he is now, but he was probably a top 20 kind of player at that point. Yeah. He's probably yeah. He's at got the a moment, bit more longevity that we've probably given credit for. At the moment, I'd say he's probably top five, and we'll see where he gets to. Sadly, uh, I'd almost back him in to finish third at worst. <sighs> you know what really sucks? Seeing those retrospectives about how any club could have poached him in 2013. They were giving him away if they just had to pay him five hundred thousand dollars a year anyone could have Banjo, had Banjo, don't
1: be too upset. You weren't Melbourne who picked Scully and Trang over head of him in the draft. <laughs> That's You'd true. you have the right to be nearly as depressed as I do about it. But continuing okay, the Melbourne. bloody Richmond questions from Pucci <laughs> or Richmond-related questions, <laughs> will two Ruckman become a trend again next year?
0: No, this is such a dumb question. <laughs> the two Ruckman were not the reason they won a flag. It was closer to a reason they nearly lost against Geelong yeah. than anything else. It's not a great model, especially when you don't have good Ruckman. Soldo might looks like he might actually become a I don't decent mind Solo, rider. yeah. But no, it's not going to. Melbourne aren't gonna consistently play Braden Proust all the time unless your forward line's as rubbish as it was this year. <laughs> Grundy's not gonna have a proper second Ruckman to get play with him. Todd Goldstein's not going to, Wits isn't going to. Who's gonna play a second Ruckman with anybody? It's got a decent ruckman.
1: Yeah, look, I, yeah, I, I would say Soldo and
0: Nank working together. If anything, it was a detriment, and they managed to win
1: regardless because they were just that much better than everyone else. West Coast last year, the fact that they had the two rucks actually was a point of difference that improved them and helped yeah. them win a flag. I have no doubt about that. But it didn't, I suppose it made it a bit more of a trend this year. Teams are trying also, it, it more. Also, Leicester
0: could play forward. Vardy could play forward yeah. a little bit more. Neither Soldo or Nankar is a particularly effective forward. It's just not a yeah. good long-term model.
1: Yeah, I mean, it might be slowly coming into vogue more and more, but I, it wasn't
0: Richmond this year that creates that,
1: by, by any means. I don't think that was a genius tactic at
0: all okay next one for the first non grand final related question does the priority package to gold coast go far enough Mm. given their issues have been retention was extra salary cap a better solution
1: The, realistically, they're not going to give them extra salary cap. No, because there's been
0: too many people cracking the shits. Yeah, there.
1: When, when it comes down to it, their options are to give them picks, certain picks. Now, that's all the AFL can really and do. And the
0: Academy's own stuff is actually quite a big deal. They, yeah. So if they have a... So Jack Bowes went in the top 10, I think, his draft year. They'd yeah. get him for free without having to waste a pick on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that is going to be a big deal, especially when they've got the Darwin... Academy zone for three years as well. Yeah, give him
1: Darwin. Yeah, it's gonna like <laughs> I, I, yeah. what they
0: should have done though is made first year made draft pick contracts longer. A first round draft pick should have a four year contract. A second round draft pick should have a third. Re- three-year contract
1: yeah the, the problem with that is the uh players association aren't too happy about that yeah, sort of thing the coming association
0: in and... at some point has to give something back but yeah. they're just
1: not that's just not the direction at the moment like they're just getting more and more players are getting stronger and stronger by the year which i agree is wrong and it's it shouldn't be like getting that. too far and but i, I it think is, yeah.
0: free agency should have been a thing like i'm very much pro that being brought in especially because my duck club's done pretty well out of it but you have to give something back. There has to be a way for a club to have its own influence on things because there's just, it's going to create a market where the big clubs are the only ones that have a chance to win a flag.
1: Something which will be.
0: Especially if, when the draft is getting compromised again and again.
1: We're getting away from Gold Coast a little bit, but something which I am going to find really interesting this year is how the Tim Kelly stuff plays out. Because yeah. last year, the one club who actually played hardball and said no to a player, we're not just going to let you go for whatever we can get, was Geelong with Kelly. And absolutely 110% of success for them. Kelly played brilliantly well, helped them to be a far better team, and that his value has gone up. Top five
0: in the brown or whatever
1: he did. I wonder if the clubs will start looking at that and be like... Because I think think the reason why they're so receptive Mm. to players requesting is that they don't want to have players involved in the club who don't want to be there. They yeah. think, oh, well, they probably won't even try next year. We've just got to get rid of them and get whatever we can get. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen with Tim Kelly, and it was a raging success. So it'll be interesting this year, with Kelly going as well, whether Geelong continue to play a bit of hardball and say, no, we'll I give you to Frio do. if like, if you want to go to Perth. Okay, well, Frio are offering That's going more. to be we'll a,
0: fa- like a fascinating... Uh, just whole storyline throughout the whole period. Cause yeah. Figuring out what West Coast... Because two West Coast first-round picks aren't enough because they're pick 15 and pick 18 or something like that next year. They're, West Coast are going to be good again. Yeah. And it's going to be two practically second-round picks.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the sort of power that the clubs have there. Mm. But, but just, yeah, quickly back on Gold Coast. I think within the parameters of what the AFL... Could give them this is as big a package as they possibly. Could. Yeah, this it is was actually clearly like a, them going. You are starting afresh. We're yeah. just giving you a bunch of concessions, and you're you're a new club again. is kind of how it feels. It, yeah, it was it's clearly nuts, them really.
0: going. You need see like it's an admission that they significantly have had issues that are out of their control, and they just need a full blown kickstart. And this is what it should be. It's going to be fantastic. The first two picks from all reports are going to be able to slot straight into a side. Yep. And Hopefully, use, mates. Hopefully, they yeah. stay there. And if you use the other picks you got to possibly bring in a Brad Crouch. Yep. Which they, would
1: be, Crouch would be huge for them if they can get a genuine gun player yeah. to agree to come to the Gold Coast. That is a a big moment in hopefully changing the perception around yeah. that club. So they've got a bit going for them, Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah.
0: I, I and I hope. I don't want to see a club wither and die on the vine. Like, no, no. I've, the Gold Coast should be treated as like a welcome part of the AFL fraternity. Yes, it's amazing yes. the amount of sneering I've seen about it. Jeff Kennett's socialism comments earlier. <laughs> yep. they, the only reason they won four flags this century is because of priority picks. Get over yourself, you fuckwit. I hate that man.
1: <laughs> Banjo, last question I think you do have to ask me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would losing Sam Frost complete the season from hell for the Ds? <laughs> from the perspective of a supporter, yeah. a bit. Like
1: Sam Frost is incredibly frustrating, but very, very lovable as well. And to be honest, he was, I think I've said to you before, he was probably the biggest positive to come out of our season.
0: Where's he going to finish in your
1: BNF? Is he top 10? Yeah, he'll be top 10, I think. I'd, I'd say he'd probably be 7th or 8th. Um, and yeah, from where he came from, in which I thought he was an absolute spud at the end of yeah. last year. Like <laughs> He's just not an AFL standard defender. He, he was really good this year, improved a lot. Like, I, I think potentially from a club perspective, it's you not... Seem happy to let him go. Yeah, and like I understand why he has such shortcomings. And they mm. seem like the sort of shortcomings that he's not just going to fix. No. Like, we've been trying to get him to smarten up a little bit for a very, very long time. And he just hasn't changed. He's just that sort of player. So I think that will always exist. And I can understand that we think... We we want to get a better player than that. That's not that's not what we're what we're hoping for. And hopefully we can get a little bit out of it. But um,
0: yeah, it does make sense. You try and bring some better ball use to the table. Given that was your, the biggest thing holding you back last year. Good thing you've um, you've decided to bring a noted, noted elite kick, Adam Tomlinson.
1: And Langdon. And <laughs> Langdon. Top five for <laughs> yeah.
0: poor inside 50
1: retention from kicks. That was yes, so good. When I found yes. that stat and said
0: that was one of my top five moments. In <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening. No, to... no, no. Oh, no, sorry, no. sorry, sorry.
1: We have the last ever question off battle situations with unexpected handicaps banjo. Oh, no. yes. Yeah, we've been teasing this for a while. It's a, it's a little bit controversial. I was hoping
0: I think, I'd but... be drunk after a grand final that I yeah. enjoyed to answer this one, but.
1: So we'll try to get through it being as PC as possible. Banjo, Big Bird. You know Big Bird from Sesame Street. I do know Big Bird. You notice from there's Street, like a Big circus Bird. going on at the moment, a Sesame Street circus up around sort of Swan Street area. No, I, I no. drive past it all the time. But so anyway. it's
0: by the like the circus ground near. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah across the road from the uh, yeah train near the, crossing, near the train yeah. Line. yeah, yeah. Freeway there's a entrance, Sesame yeah. Street circus going ah. on there at the moment, yeah. which
1: looks like a bit of fun. But yes, Big Bird. No. Big is from Sesame Street, that guy. But his prolonged drug and alcohol abuse led him to develop a number of mental health conditions, mm-hmm. including bipolar disorder and borderline schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Versus Barney the Dinosaur. You know him? The big, I do know purple Barney, guy. The yeah, Barney the Yeah, <laughs> Barney the Dinosaur.
0: Noted torture device, Barney the Dinosaur. What? Uh, in the Iraq War, the US captured Uh, terrorists and stuff and played the Barney the Dinosaur theme song over and over No I did know that actually
1: but yes versus Barney the Dinosaur but he fell into a pile of mouse traps that were coated with a mixture of mild slow acting sedatives and energy enhancers
0: Yeah it's definitely Big Bird Big Bird Big Bird is like 7 feet tall Barney the Dinosaur is a human sized dinosaur Big Bird mental health issues are not going to hold you back from fighting in fact some of them might enhance your ability if he's the right kind of bipolar mm, on the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then that, that's an interesting one. Like, Where is his bipolar at on the day? Yeah, man, Joe? it could be either way. Schizophrenia.
0: I don't think that it could help you fight. I guess I don't. It could also be to a be honest. I do not know very much about any of these. We, we need
1: we need a lot more detail about but the sedatives what his medical conditions are. Really fuck with you. sedatives, and energy enhancers. Like he would just be all over the place. Here.
0: So it's like having. Uh, What's the scene in uh... The Simpsons? No. Yeah, that, Yeah, when, he, when, was... he's, when he's driving the truck <laughs> yeah. and he's taking the per- pills yeah. and the
1: sleeping pills and he falls asleep and then per- perks up again. Yeah, I assume that's what Barney's going to be doing. Mm. But mate, he's a dinosaur.
0: Yeah, but he's a fuzzy dinosaur. You don't yeah. get he doesn't get real like Big Bird doesn't suddenly become a seven foot. But he's weirdly giraffe looking. Seven bird. foot,
1: but he's bloody skinny, Big Bird. He doesn't have
0: much meat on the. Got bone. reach though. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I, I'd back the beak over a dinosaur. I mean, uh, Barney Barney's got weight. fake teeth.
1: Barney would have more weight behind him than Big Bird no,
0: would No, they're all plushy.
1: Nah.
0: Are we Are we treating this as though Barney is a real dinosaur that yeah, just looks like a cartoon? Yeah, that's how I'm treating it, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's
1: a person in a Barney suit. Okay. No, he's actually Barney. Okay. Which, uh, I reckon I'd be backing Barney there. I, I, I don't know. It depends on what... Big a Bird's lot. got talons. It depends a lot on
0: Big Bird's... Uh, where he's at with his mental health conditions big on the day be like could help Hitmon, or Mon, uh, do you remember Pokemon Hitmonlee? Yes, that's how big. That's how I imagine Big Bird fighting. Ah, oh, no,
1: Big Bird would have no They have the same legs. Fight. Big Bird would have no idea
0: his what he's talons doing. on those legs. Yeah. Just gouged Barney's stomach open. No, I reckon
1: I'm going to go with Barney. To be honest with you, I reckon I'm going to go with Barney. He's a dinosaur, mate. And look, I, I, you know I reckon birds
0: are descended from dinosaurs. I don't, Dinosaurs are just old birds Oh yeah alright
1: But they're bigger And they've but, got a bit more weight But behind Big them. Bird's
0: bigger Because he's a big bird
1: No but he's a tall skinny Fluffy happy bird Can Big
0: I, Bird fly? I know Barney's a happy fella yeah. as well But <laughs> Isn't Barney's like Thing the happy dinosaur I don't know yeah. So I
1: reckon the slow acting isn't the energy We'll Just level out And he'll be fine big And bird he'll be fly? ready to fight I don't think so Big Bird doesn't fly does he? I
0: don't know That's why I asked Because otherwise he could dive in bomb in Barney Which I'd be cool. No,
1: we're in disagreement to finish the pod, Banjo. Um, Which, you know, how else should it end?
0: (laughs) No, I'm (laughs) going Barney. Anyway, thanks for listening to another season of Plebs on Footy podcast. We might have a trade pod if Scott can be bothered. But otherwise, see you next year. Nah. (laughs) (laughs)